0: Welcome to episode 61 of the Gambots Podcast. I'm your host, Eric, and this is my co-host. It's Christian. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about some of the Oscar results and just, I guess, how the Oscars turned out uh, in general. Christian saw the new movie, Birds of Prey, and Christian watched the Netflix series, The Circle. But first, Christian, I know you were working last night, but did you get a chance to see any of the bigger stories from the Oscars last night?
1: Yeah, so I was trying to follow along on Twitter and on various news sites as the night went on. I definitely managed to see all the winners and the the surprises and whatnot.
0: Yeah, I gotta say, I I did not fare particularly well on our picks. I got uh, (laughs) 7 of 24, so I'm batting under 33%.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I did one better. I got 8. Still not great, considering I think there's 24 categories.
0: yeah biggest surprise is Parasite really cleaned up and one thing we did note we were like we don't know how Oscar voters are going to treat Parasite and they treated it well which is good because I think it was the best movie
1: yeah I uh I was surprised when it started winning all the smaller awards I thought for sure that they were going to give the best picture to something else because uh, that's something I would mentioned last week as I I wasn't sure if they were going to go let it win big or if they were going to le- kind of let it down easy by giving it all of the other awards it was nominated for.
0: Yeah, so the first hints uh, I got as to it was going to have a good night was one it won the screenplay, because I was not expecting them to pick a foreign film for best screenplay. Uh, and then especially when Bong Joon-ho won best director, I, I was thinking it's probably going to be the best picture. I actually believed it was going to be that over 1917 at that point.
1: Yeah. I was, I was happy for parasite for the, the screenplay. I was a little bummed cause it beat knives out. And that was the only thing knives Out was uh, nominated for. I would have liked to have seen that win at least one thing.
0: Yeah. But I really feel like uh Bong Joon-ho, the director of parasite was the highlight of the Oscars because I don't think he was expecting to do particularly well. So he won the four, first award, and he kind of gave a standard speech. And then the second war, award he won was best international feature, and he his ending lines were, "Well, I'm I'm going to go drink." And then he won best <laughs> director, and he actually seemed surprised because he was like, "Man, I I really thought that uh, my night was over back there." He gave a very nice speech, give like essentially thanking every other director who had. Uh, was also nominated with him like Scorsese and Tarantino and then his ending line was I am going to be drinking till tomorrow morning (laughs) and then he won best picture and then he let other people talk
1: (laughs) yeah he seems great I hadn't realized uh, that I was like in on him before because I really like Snowpiercer and this is the first time I'd really heard his name I hadn't realized that he was the writer and director for Snowpiercer
0: same i because i looked him up last night because someone asked if he directed old boy which he he did not and then i couldn't believe it but apparently uh that what uh snowpiercer was a south korean Czech like cross production like mm. it was a weird combination but it also starred english actor or not english american actors so it was that's a weird one i did not know he was associated with that yeah Uh, Some other highlights of the night for me was Chris Rock and Steve Martin did the opening monologue. It was pretty funny. Chris Rock had a a good jab at the Oscars for basically not really nominating too many actors of color. I guess Parasite won, so South Koreans won. But there was only one other black, uh, I think, well, it was... There's only one other person, People of Color, who won, which was Hair Love One for Best Animated Short. Yeah. And then one of the biggest, well, one of the things I was happiest about was Todd Phillips not really winning anything for Joker. Joker had Best Score and Best Actor, but nothing really that Todd Phillips was associated with.
1: Yeah, that was absolutely great.
0: Yes, uh... I, w- I want to do Lowe's and then just WTFs of the night. <laughs> so Lowe's, man, were just really... It It ran long. It was a three-and-a-half-hour production. It was They were going quick the first hour, slowed down second, snails paced third, and then the last 30 minutes were rough. Joaquin Phoenix gave this meandering speech where he was, t- he was trying to draw attention to people becoming vegans or whatever but it just lasted too long and it was he clearly didn't write it and he spoke so awkwardly
1: that he made me question if he was actually in character for the (laughs) Joker yeah I could definitely tell even without watching it that it was it was slow and way down because like I said we were trying to keep track of things at work last night and I'm I was just sitting there refreshing the page and I was waiting 10 15 20 minutes between every award and it was Frustrating,
0: yeah. Well, the first hour they went through like nine. The second hour yeah. was like eight. The third hour was, you know, four. In the last, <laughs> the last thirty minutes was three. And my math might not be perfect there, but you know, it was like one of those things where it did slow down so much because speeches started getting longer. Uh, and then the other low for me was right after Joaquin Phoenix. Renee Zellweger had a meandering five or six minute speech that made no sense she kept drawing talking about judy for her per- performance and judy and stuff and it that, that was just rough <laughs> um those were the two worst parts of the show i think
1: well i know one of the one of the big lulls uh i eventually looked up from my phone and said you know i figured out why we've gone so long without an award and it's because they pulled eminem on stage for a little bit i guess out of nowhere <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is this is the wtf of the night eminem appeared on stage because when you watch the oscars they perform all of the songs that are being nominated right so you're like oh okay they're going to have someone come out and perform a song no eminem comes out and performs lose yourself from 2002 so an 18 year old song which it's a good song, but why are you performing it at the Oscars?
1: Yeah, I fundamentally don't understand what that was about. I know I the, the closest thing we
0: could think of last night was Eminem has a new album out, so like that's kind of promotion. But I think he won an Oscar for it, but it, it makes absolutely no sense as to why he performed, especially when they're always like the Oscars are too long. Yeah. That's something you could have cut that would have saved ten, fifteen minutes between him performing. And the setup and the teardown for the other stuff. Like,
1: yeah. It's not even like it was the 20 year anniversary.
0: No, <laughs> it, it was completely, everyone in the crowd was like, why is this <laughs> up here?
1: Yeah. Truly very strange.
0: Uh, another thing that was kind of out there for me was they seem to be pandering hard to, you know, people of color and women because there were some grumblings about it being a very white Oscar this year and also women getting snubbed like uh, Best Director and everything like that. So there was just like a lot of empowerment messages by people, but it's one of those things where it's like, sure, you can talk about it, but you did also not really include the broadest spectrum in it. So I don't know. It just was one of those things where – It just felt weird. I mean, I think they would have been better just to not address it at all than try and be like, oh, no, we totally care about you. I mean, we ignored you, but we totally care. You know, like one of those things, like, it would be better just to, you know, accept
1: the fact and not keep bringing it up because it it did not seem right. Yeah, I did like that uh, Natalie Portman wore a dress that had a cape attached to it and the cape had the names of female directors that were snubbed, like, sewn into it.
0: yeah i saw that too that was pretty yeah uh speaking of snubs i think netflix was sort of snubbed after getting a lot of nominations irishman won nothing
1: this year Yeah, that's wild i really like it was surprising i'm I'm genuinely shocked that scorsese didn't win best director
0: yeah well i yeah i'm happy he didn't but oh yeah me too i was but i am surprised yeah, I thought they would have won something. Uh, marriage Story only won Supporting Actress. Uh, and then that I don't think it took in any other yeah. awards, except maybe one of the documentaries was on it. I'm not
1: entirely yeah, sure. Two Popes didn't win anything. Mm-mm. So yeah, that was a big bad year for Netflix.
0: Yeah, well, I guess it helps to get nominated, but I I, I really thought they would have won a little bit more, but 1917 and parasite really cleaned up a lot of the stuff yeah yeah parasite also surprisingly ford versus ferrari won a couple like film editing and
1: either sound mixing or sound editing i can't remember which one and parasite won four out of its six nominations so it it really did clean up yeah it it did
0: very good which i will say it was my favorite of the best pictures that i that i was able to see i was happy too taika waititi won for uh his screenplay for jojo rabbit which is cool, his star has
1: really risen since doing thor ragnarok like he's one of the hottest people in hollywood right now oh yeah absolutely the only thing that i knew that he had done before that was that what we do in the shadows movie that i still haven't seen um but yeah since then he's been kind of all over the place yeah what we do in the shadows the the movie's awesome i only watched one
0: episode of the tv show it was funny but i just never followed up on it
1: yeah i started it too i think i also watched one episode and when i realized he wasn't in it i kind of lost interest yeah i
0: would one of my favorite characters that was in the movie is murray from flight of the concords eh. and he i thought he was going to be in the tv show but it's not uh i cannot remember the actor's name but he's in it crowd he's the boss's son or whatever oh yeah who's a complete jerk like he's in it and i think he's funny to an extent but i like, I, I think he can overstay his welcome with his <laughs> shtick. So I was like, I don't know how much I'll like this. <laughs> this week, Christian, Birds of Prey. Uh, let's actually get this right. <laughs> Birds, of pre- Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn was released to, uh, I'd say, like, relatively high praise. Uh, So you saw this this week. Did you... Well, number one, what
1: is this about? So this is, like, a vague sequel to Suicide Squad. I wasn't sure how closely they were going to try and pair them together. And they do make it abundantly clear right at the beginning that this is a sequel to Suicide Squad. It's not, like, a reboot or anything. But then... They basically go out of their way to say, but we want nothing to do with it. Uh, that they want nothing to do with Suicide yeah. Squad? So this, at least the one that has already been released.
0: Um, so this. So my biggest question on this one is this, the, the Joker in Suicide Squad was Jared Leto, and he was very connected with Harley Quinn in that one do they address him at all? Is Joaquin Phoenix the Joker in this? Like, how do
1: they handle that? Nope. Uh, the intro is like a five-minute animated clip, and it's uh, it basically goes from Harley Quinn being six up till the start of this movie, and it's a very quick wrap-up of her life, including the events of Suicide Squad, and it ends with her saying, uh, you know, the Joker and I broke up, and now I want nothing to do with him and so now i'm out on my own okay so they just basically sidestep it yeah so jared leto is not in this at all the joker is not in this at all other than like pictures of his face but it's basically like it looks like the cartoon joker when they show his face like drawn on something it looks like the joker from the animated series so it's it's literally just like an evocation enough that you know that that's who she's throwing a knife at in the picture gotcha
0: and so the point of this one is, it's similar to Suicide Squad in that it's another sort of villain team. I know they're not all villains, uh, but it's an all-female team. Who is in the Birds of Prey? Uh,
1: in this movie, it is Harley Quinn, the Black Canary, Cassandra Kane, who's just like a little kid pickpocket, uh, Huntress, and Renee Montoya, who's like a rebel cop kind of situation. Uh, and so what is the basic premise of this one then so ewan mcgregor plays like a club owner slash kind of like evil oligarch who's trying to take over part of gotham or all of gotham and he is trying to get his hands on this diamond because the diamond has like a, a password engraved into it with a laser that he can use to access this offshore bank account and get basically like all the wealth in the world and the birds of prey have the diamond kind of by accident and they're trying to keep it away from him.
0: Hmm. Uh so how does this work because did well number 1 did you like suicide squad No it
1: was awful.
0: Okay. So I thought Suicide Squad was fun enough for what it was. I think it had some really <laughs> bad parts. But and I think they tried too hard, but I didn't think I I didn't think it was horrible. But so did you like? Oh, yeah, I,
1: I like I went into this expecting garbage and I was but I was open to being surprised and I really was like this was a fun movie. So what works for this where it didn't necessarily work for you in Suicide Squad? I think Suicide Squad took itself too seriously, whereas this one very much does not. Because I think if this movie did take itself seriously, it would not have been successful, because it is weird as hell. Um, you We learn very early that Harlequin only is able to live the life that she lives because she is afforded certain protections from her relationship to the Joker. He's just kind of this known psychopath that will rain hell down on anyone who, who messes with her. And so when she makes... It known that she is no longer associated with him kind of the entire like Gotham underbelly comes for her because she's made so many enemies and she has to like try and escape and think fast and she ends up teaming up with these other people kind of just out of necessity and like it just kind of like one thing after another starts happening and wacky hijinks ensue here and there just like just enough to keep it light but it I mean it is R-rated I can't really fathom why it's not, it's definitely not like a Deadpool R. it's, it's uh, not overtly sexual. It, it's gotta just be like violence and language.
0: Uh, so I'm actually surprised they went for an R on this one, but I guess it's part of the marketing campaign. Like Harley Quinn would, I guess make sense to go for that rating. Um,
1: how are the fight scenes in this? They're great. Like the, the the final fight takes place in like a fun house because of of course it does um but it they make it work really well the the team finally comes together like each of these team members kind of has a semi-independent storyline they all kind of overlap with one or two of the other characters and then by like the beginning of the third act they all converge for this final fight against you and McGregor and It's very, very fun. Very high energy. I am probably going to end up seeing this one this week. It's my goal because I've heard a lot of pretty good
0: things about it. One of the interesting things, though, is I think this might be one of the higher rated recent DC releases. Uh, It's not been doing that great at the box office, which we can get into a little bit later. But do you have any inkling as to why, from what
1: you saw in the movie, that it's not doing as good in the box office? I mean, I have some guesses. I think Suicide Squad was not well-received, just in general. And I, I think a lot of people are going to share my feeling about, like, if we didn't like that, why are we watching the sequel to it? Which this is, uh, like, vaguely or not, this is the the sequel to Suicide Squad. And so I think people are kind of on the fence about that. But I do think as word of mouth spreads on this, the, those numbers are going to rise. Okay,
0: uh, so... One thing I'm curious because one area that I feel like Suicide Squad really missed on, and it's because they didn't understand the point of it, was they seem to be trying to imitate Deadpool's use of music. Where Deadpool used random old music well in it, and Suicide Squad just did not. <laughs> does this does this movie deal with music <laughs> at all, or did they just completely get rid of it, like they did with uh like
1: they did in Suicide Squad? Yeah, not really like there's a little bit of it but it it doesn't uh it doesn't take like a front seat the way that it did in deadpool or suicide squad or even like guardians of the galaxy where it was almost the like, character unto itself um it's it's more of just a part of like the the background score and i i think they did a good job with it one way or another so did anyone have a standout performance i mean harley did great uh Ewan McGregor is probably my favorite character. He's a very compelling villain. Uh, He's just kind of this goofy, rich kid sort of vibe. Like, like all I want is just to, to own a little piece of Gotham. Like, is that so much to ask? But then he's got this guy who's like carving people's faces off for him, and he's obsessed with shrunken heads. And so he's just this eccentric billionaire type who is just kind of evil underneath it all and he's he's a very fun villain to watch in this movie i am so curious what how this is going to fit in with
0: wonder woman and then whatever they're doing with the rest of the dcu and especially because uh ben affleck's out as batman and he appeared in suicide squad because you know they tied it so closely to that i'm really curious to see where they're going with this does batman even make an appearance in this or references to him or anything like that
1: i think he is referenced one time because somebody says something about i want to grow up to be just like you to harley and she's like you don't want to grow up to be just like me if you wanted to do that you'd have to do all this blah 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 and she basically like runs through her life story real fast and at one point says like get captured by batman get broken out with a bomb around your neck and so like they that's that's what I mean when I say they do tie it to Suicide Squad, and that like that's definitely has happened in this world. But as far as I know, that's the only time Batman is actually referenced in this movie. Yeah, I feel like that they,
0: they really just did not handle Batman well, and I'm I'm so curious to see where that's going now, especially with uh Todd Todd Phillips's take on the Joker. That has to just be a standalone. I cannot see them incorporating that Joker into the DCU.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: All right, and as I briefly alluded to, the budget on this movie was 84.5 million, and it's done only uh, it's done 33.2 million domestically and 79.7 million worldwide. So it hasn't actually yet reached its uh oh its its budget, and it's actually the lowest box office that it, the, one of the DCU movies has had. Uh, in a while they've consistently been going down for the past i think five so that's why i was kind of wondering about the future of the dcu where marvel's always breaking records this one seems to be uh, shrinking even though this appears
1: to be one of the better ones do you know how this fared with the critics uh, Rotten Tomatoes has got it at an 80%. Audience score is at an 81. I think that's pretty good. Like, that's that's pretty on point. Like, it wasn't amazing. It definitely didn't deserve high 80s, 90% kind of range. But uh, it, it was very fun. It was much more than I expected it to be. So I think 80, 81 is, is probably right on point for that. Uh, and then, would you recommend our audience check this one out? Absolutely. Like I said, this it's rated R, but it doesn't appear to be a very hard R. Like it's It's got to be just language and, and the, the little bit of graphic violence. Um, and I, I would expect those box office numbers to rise as people start to hear about it being not bad. Because, I mean, Suicide Squad is currently at a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes as compared to this 80 So we'll see if those start to climb in the next week or two. It was the number one movie this week. Oh, really? This weekend yeah so it 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 did top the the box office it's just you know this is the january drought nothing nothing really does exceptionally well at this time of year i was
0: going to say you're competing with people are going to the theaters to see oscar movies and everything like that so this is probably the biggest release too this week i don't even know what else came out not much gretel and gretel and hansel i think that was like two weeks ago (laughs) This week Christian, you watched a show that I I may have heard about in passing but it it does not sound familiar. It is called The Circle and it, it it's a Netflix reality
1: game show. What is this? This is great. So, I've been obsessed with this show since I watched it. Um it is a reality show. It's it's a port from a version that came out in England I think last year and it's it's the exact same premise. It's just all American people now and uh, film for Netflix. So these eight people are sent to a like apartment complex where they each get their own apartment and they're locked in and they never meet in person. They're only allowed to communicate with each other through a closed social media network called The Circle.
0: Okay. I read an article. I read part of an article on this. <laughs> i should clarify i didn't finish the whole thing
1: (laughs) what are the rules to this game then and what is the ultimate goal they interact through this social media and everything is voice activated so they just you know anytime they want to talk to each other they say circle send message to chris and they narrate the message and then they tell it to send and it goes um they make profiles with information and photos so that the other people can see what they like, who they are, but they are under no obligation to make those profiles accurate.
0: Hmm.
1: So some people come in and it, it it like that's then like the first, almost like the first round of gameplay is like, who do you want to be? Do you want to be yourself, or do you want to be somebody else? because the goal is to be the most popular at the end of, of the game and you win a hundred thousand dollars. So do you think you can win as yourself or do you think you're going to have to be somebody else?
0: And so you're making, it sounds like you're making alliances with these different people. Are you voting? Do you get together? Do they get together and vote someone out every week?
1: Are there competitions to stay safe or anything like that? So a little bit of both, like each day they play it like a, an online mini game with each other as like a team building thing. Like there's a trivia one. There's one where it's like uh, taboo, where you have to guess the name of the person that they're they're describing. Um, but then at the end of each day, everybody rates everybody else from one to seven, and the top two people go to a room upstairs where they still don't meet in person, but they're able to talk in secret with each other about who they're going to get rid of that, that day. And then those two people decide who to get rid of? Yes, they're the influencers, okay. and they'll block somebody. Oh my god, I hate that <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah, and so people get people get voted out, and then other people get brought in to replace them.
0: So you watched the full season? Is it done, yep. I guess? Yeah, so it I just like ended, I think, would... on
1: the 17th.
0: So you said you play until the end. Do they eventually start trickling down so it's just a smaller group of people, or at the end do just random people jump in and they have a chance to win a million dollars by just being there at the
1: end? It not does a million, start not a hundred thousand. It does start to trickle down. Um, they replaced people, I think, five times, but at, at the end there were five. There were five people left, and so okay. they went to like the ending ceremony where the the winner was announced.
0: Uh, Do you think the people who jump in later are at an advantage because they essentially missed five weeks or they at a disadvantage because they weren't able to draw any relationships or, you know, to try
1: and protect themselves? They're easy targets. So it seems like there should be like an even push and pull there. But the way that this season worked out, I think they were at a tremendous disadvantage, like coming in late and having all these relationships already formed. You're trying to break into that. I th- I think that would be tremendously difficult.
0: Hmm.
1: So I'm guessing they did not fare too well then. <laughs> not necessarily. Um but I like I'm just obsessed with the strategies that work and don't work in the long term and short term like the there are people who come in and are just themselves from the jump. There are some people that come in and lie a little bit like they they tweak their personality or their photos a little bit. There are some people who just come in and are straight catfish like nothing that they do and say are real. That's and crazy and so it's fascinating to see like which of those strategies pans out immediately versus which one can be sustainable. And it's, I'm, I'm just obsessed with it. It's, it's like this wild social experiment and it was very, very interesting to watch.
0: Uh, so did you, was there anyone you were particularly, uh, all in for? Did you have a a number one?
1: Oh yeah. I was all in on Sammy from the jump. Like at the, in the, the second round of, uh, in the second round of eliminations i was like on my knees on my bed like screaming and i do not watch reality television like i used to <laughs> hate reality television and this sucked me in so much i was i was screaming i was like if sammy gets votes, voted out i'm done i'm done and there's a couple other people that come in and like joey is one of the first contestants that that you're introduced to and he's like this bro uh, kind of Jersey Shore looking guy, and you're immediately like, "Ugh, this guy." <laughs> and as the as the game progresses, he is one of the nicest guys, and you just you're like, "Oh man, Joey's the best." <laughs> huh. and they keep they call him Broey Joey. Like, it, yeah, you fall in love with these characters. It's great.
0: Uh, it's funny because you don't you don't watch reality. I used to be the same way. I hated reality TV, but then like a group of friends started watching it and before we play games so i'd go and watch it and we started bringing the fantasy element into it so we draft teams and we'd have money on it and stuff and then i got really into survivor (laughs) and big brother for not so much big brother anymore just because it's huge time commitment and rupaul's drag race this is one i could (laughs) totally see us adopting but i'm curious how that works because they release all the episodes at once like someone would just be tempted to cheat and look at the ending to pick like the winner
1: well, they don't necessarily so I I got into this like right as it was ending, but I think they were uh, releasing episodes in twos oh so it was I... like what it was like one hour a week kind of thing i think okay
0: well next if they do a second season you should let me know christian we should get a, a fantasy team going on to see who wins. absolutely
1: like i i got a bunch of my friends into it here and they got just as sucked into it as i did and we keep saying like we want to we want season two soon because we want to have like weekly viewing parties for it
0: yeah that's funny i mean that's what reality is good for just because the, dr- the drama is so manufactured in it, like, the, s- the stakes are really not that high. You know yeah. I mean? they, are, they are for the person winning $100,000, but everyone else, <laughs> it's like, well, you're out. You just, like, got a pretty good per diem to sit in a house for, like, seven days.
1: Yeah. But yeah, this is a very fun show. It's very intriguing, even if you're not into reality, just to just to look at the the social implications and everything of how these people are able to interact through social media and I would definitely recommend it to basically everybody.
0: Uh, And you said you can watch that on Netflix, right?
1: Yep, whole first season. It's 12 episodes.
0: All right, guys. Now, as an added bonus, Fast and Furious released their most recent trailer for Fast 9. And Christian, did you get a chance to watch this?
1: I certainly did. Uh, what'd you think of it? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> this is, this looks a mess.
0: Yeah, well, number one, turns out Dom has a brother who happens to
1: be John Cena. Yeah, so this movie, I guess, has multiple twists in it, but they give them all away in the trailer. Yeah, but
0: we find out Han's not dead.
1: <laughs> yep. So I predicted everything that was going to, minus the Han reveal, I predicted everything that was going to happen in this trailer about, like, six seconds before it happened. As soon as Vin Diesel says, you can't run away from your past, I was like, John Cena's got to be his brother.
0: Yeah, well, here's the thing. I've not paid
1: attention to this at all. I had no idea John Cena was even in this. (laughs) I'm, yeah. So John Cena's Dom's brother, who hates him, I guess... And yeah, kind of tell why. Is teamed up with Charlize Theron from the 8th one.
0: First time we see a, a bad guy coming back again as a bad guy.
1: Yep. And neither of the Shaw brothers are going to be in it, I don't think, but Helen Mirren is as their mother. Uh, is I don't think The Rock's
0: in this either, is he? Nope. So this is clearly in, like... Those decisions totally because of Hobbs and Shaw.
1: Yeah. Uh, they, what
0: else did you see in it that was just you're like, okay, this is where we're going now.
1: Um Oh God, what was it? Well the, I, I definitely didn't see the magnet plane coming. That was a that was a new one. Cause, well cause everyone was like they're going to space and they didn't they don't quite
0: make it there yet.
1: No. Oh my god, I would love that so much. This trailer is long. This trailer is like four minutes long. Yeah, it's crazy
0: long for a trailer. <laughs> it's insane.
1: Oh, Vin Diesel drives his car over a cliff, but catches a wire and is able to like swing from it.
0: Also, Vin Diesel uses his car as kind of like a catcher's mitt for a baseball for... Oh my god. uh, Is her name Letty is his wife's name? I can't remember her name. For Michelle Rodriguez's character. Similar to how he does it in, I think it's six when the tank almost crushes
1: them. It is six. It is six because that's the scene where I was in an almost sold out room and I laughed out loud thinking everyone else was going to as well and I was alone.
0: Uh, they like, I mean, they're bringing out, I think, all the tropes on this one. This is, I was like reading the comments and people were like guessing how it ends and it's just going to end with John, uh, like a cookout with John Cena reaching for the chicken first and Dom <laughs> being like, you gotta say, you gotta say grace.
1: <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe how crazy this trailer looked.
0: Yeah, I'm really intrigued by the story piece that are going on with this one. Why has Vin Diesel never once
1: mentioned a brother? Yeah, the entire the entire film like the entire series is about family. Family.
0: <laughs> it's the oh. entire
1: thesis of the only thing that has remained the same for all nine of these movies has been family. But yeah, we've we've never learned that Vin Diesel has actual family yeah
0: I'm I'm also curious if this will be Charlize theron's last entrance in this I thought she acted re- you know she acted very well in the previous one but she was one of my least favorite villains of the newer ones
1: yeah I would agree with that
0: uh, I like that when they bring in I don't know like it was cool seeing Statham turned good guy and stuff like that like they've been re- able to re utilize their villains well in ways that other franchises haven't but it's it is odd seeing her in two in a row yeah i oh, i mean we all know john is turning good it's probably in his contract that he can't beat <laughs> vin diesel in a fight so who who do you think he will beat tyrese for sure
1: oh yeah i could see him going up against tyrese and Ludacris and and beating them both just to prove that he's stronger than two men yeah do you
0: think after the rock did like when did they get john cena after they had a falling out with the rock or before because was this just a response where he's like well i'm getting a wrestler who's better than you john
1: (laughs) cena it it had to have been after because they had their falling out before the last one came out like that's why in in they had it during it yeah in fast eight they're not in any scenes together yeah they just spliced them (laughs) This series is incredible. I
0: haven't... I've not seen... Do they have the official name of it yet? And They're just
1: calling it F9 in the trailer.
0: F9, okay.
1: <laughs> they strap oh, a man. rocket to like a, a Fiero, I think.
0: <laughs> I'm oh, pumped for this. Do you know when the release date was? I don't remember seeing it.
1: I don't either. I don't know if it has a release date or if it's just like summer. It's summer
0: sometime, yeah. yeah. Alright, so I'm excited. Uh, They released a How Did This Get Made episode to talk
1: about it, and I have not listened to it yet. I have. It's 25 minutes long. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They said, like, for every minute that the trailer is, they spend, like, five or six minutes talking about it. That's great. I mean, it
0: deserves it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I was excited. I... um... I was on Twitter the one day, and it was like, oh, you know, coming Sunday is the Fast trailer, and so I liked the tweet, and I guess it was one of those bots because I got a reply from them immediately like, oh, you've subscribed by liking our tweet. We'll let you know when the trailer comes out. And so I got a notification then the other day that it was out, and I I watched it, and I was like, oh, no.
0: (laughs) Do you think their new direction is they're just going to start getting old wrestlers as villains? Because I would love to see Batista in one
1: of these... You know, I would love to see Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, he was he's in the, not great at acting. Though, I mean, man. he was in the Expendables. I, like, he can be in this. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh <laughs> man,
0: I I really like Stone Cold. His podcast is great, but I from what I've seen of him in movies, like I don't think he I don't think he has the acting chops for the Fast and
1: Furious franchise, which is crazy to say. Oh man. Well, we'll see, I guess.
0: (laughs) Alright, guys, thanks for checking out our episode. Before we head out, Christian, what are you going to be checking out this week?
1: Well, the one thing that's coming out this week that I have really been looking forward to for quite a while now is the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah, I did not realize that was coming
0: out uh, so soon. I... uh... I originally like made fun of this movie so much and props to Sega for going back and completely redoing the character, but now I kind of want the bad cut instead <laughs> because it would have been funnier.
1: Yeah, maybe we'll get like a DVD director's cut edition. Yeah. Uh, anything else you're going to be looking at? I'm going to try to finish the last four episodes of Witcher. Uh, I'm, I'm halfway through now and I do like it. I just I need to buckle down and finish it. Uh, otherwise, probably just playing some games. I downloaded the DLC for Kingdom Hearts 3 that came out a couple weeks ago. I'd like to at least get started on that.
0: Oh, nice. I hear the bosses on it are pretty fun. Excellent. Uh, so for me this week, t- movie-wise, I-, I do actually really want to go see Birds of Prey, so maybe I'll go see that on Wednesday or something uh, after work. And television i am like three episodes behind on the hbo series the outsider so i'm going to try and catch up on that i really liked it so far of what i've seen but i've just not been home on sunday nights to watch it
1: is that the one with bateman and ben mendelson
0: yes uh it's it's based on a stephen king book
1: uh, man i wanted to watch that
0: yeah it's good i mean it's good i think i've seen three episodes and there's six out right now and i think the seven's coming out on sunday don't quote me on that though i i'm a little hazy because i haven't watched for a few weeks but, yeah, it, it was good. So I want to catch back up on that. I'll definitely talk about that once we finish it. And otherwise, video game I've been playing. I started Bloodborne, and it finally clicked for me. I've started Bloodborne three times before this one, and I could never get into it. <laughs> finally clicked for me this time. I, I think it's because I beat Demon Souls, Dark Souls, and Dark Souls 3. So I kind of get the formula, and this one's just faster paced. So I've been having a really good time with that. I've actually probably been playing that for a couple weeks at this point now. Um, meh, pretty close to halfway through the game and it's actually for a Souls game a relatively easy Platinum because you don't have to grind for any random items the only downside is you have to do these like randomized dungeons which I hear can be kind of a pain in the butt so I'll look forward to that but otherwise, very fun game so far guys thanks for checking out our episode if you would like to reach us we are at gambots network on twitter or you can email us at gambots.blog at gmail.com um if you're listening to somewhere where you can rate us we'd appreciate it it would really help us uh with getting more eyes on the podcast but otherwise thanks for tuning in guys thank you